There had been abuse in my family, but it was mostly musical in nature. lover's lament crap. I want something peppy, something happy, something up-tempo. I want something snappy. As 2012 comes to a close, we look back at the songs that define the year. I'm Greg Cott of the Chicago Tribune. And I'm Jim DeRogatis from WPEZ and Columbia College. Greg and I will present our annual mixtapes, and we'll remember some of the musical greats we lost this year. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and time now for some music news. Now you might not understand me, cause I'm a Robbie and Compton and blast you with Miami. Then we gon' creep to South Central on a street knowledge mission. As I steps in the temple, spotty got him. As I pulls out my strap, got my chrome to the side of his white socks. Hat. You're trying to check my homie, you best check yourself, cause when you diss trade, you diss yourself. Hell yeah. You know, Greg, in a lot of ways, every day of 2012 seemed like Dre Day, at least if we're talking finances. Forbes magazine recently released its list of the top money earners in music in 2012. Dre reportedly collected $110 million from the scoring period the magazine looked at between May 2011 and May 2012, beating out Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, Kanye West, and Paul McCartney. The single most notable fact about this, Dre hasn't given us any new music in 10 years. People have been waiting forever for this much-fabled new Dre album, Detox. It still has no release date in sight, yet Dre is making more money than anybody in pop music. Why? He's selling a lot of headphones and other audio products. Together with Jimmy Iovine, the man at the top of Interscope Records, he has started this company, Beats, which came out hard at first with a line of headphones. It has now branched off into uh, boomboxes, car audio, all sorts of other technology, and they're making a lot of money. In fact, they now own the headphone market, 53% of it in 2011's billion-dollar headphone industry went to Dre's phones. You know, I've tried them. You ever tried them? No, I have not. They they are no big deal. You know, I, I don't understand the hype. It's just the name, the brand Dr. Dre has created continues to be one of the most valuable in popular music. That is Whitney Houston, one of the most notable musical figures to die in the year 2012. We lost a number of major artists, not the least of which was Whitney Houston, who, who died at the age of 48. And there were a bunch of other big names on that list as well. That's some real giants, Greg. Etta James, Don Cornelius, Davy Jones of the Monkees, Jim Marshall, Dick Clark, Levon Helm, Adam Yauch of the Beastie Boys, Donald Duck Dunn, Donna Summer, Robin Gibb. Uh, a lot of these artists we talked about on the show. There are many others that we never got around to talking about, but just as memorable. You know, Michael Davis of the MC5, the bass player. Johnny Otis, the man who discovered Etta James. Jimmy Ellis, Dave Brubeck, a little 
little off our beat in the jazz world. You know, looking back at the end of the year, it's always worth noting some of these people because the music lives on. So true, Jim. One of the artists I want to focus on that maybe didn't get the attention he deserved when he died in May was Chuck Brown, died at the age of 75. If James Brown was the godfather of soul, Chuck Brown was the godfather of go-go. He owned that scene, that offshoot of funk in Washington, D.C. Brown started living in D.C. when he was a teenager, and basically by the time uh, he was in the band The Soul Searchers, he had spawned a go-go scene with bands like Trouble Funk and Bare Essence, but Chuck was the biggest name of them all. And the whole idea was that once Chuck and the Soul Searchers took the stage, they would basically play one song all night long. They would stitch together these different elements of funk, soul, Latin music, jazz, even cartoon music like the Woody Woodpecker theme, and turn it into this one long river of rhythm. Chuck was once asked about the name for the music, Go-Go. He says, you know, the music just goes and goes. (laughs) It never stops. The track I want to play is the Soul Chuck Brown Top 40 hit from 1979. It's called Bustin' Loose. He was a big influence on hip-hop. Nelly later sampled Bustin' Loose on his big hit, Hot in Here. And you can also hear some of the vocal inflections that Chuck Brown is using in this song being mimicked later on by Anthony Kiedis in that Red Hot Chili Pepper song, Give It Away. Here's Chuck Brown with Bustin' Loose. Bustin' Loose by Chuck Brown from 1979. He died this year at the age of 75. Greg, another artist who had some similarities. Talk about musical syntheses and not wanting to end a song, Mm -hmm. a song that just went on and on and on. The great Ravi Shankar, much better known around the world. His passing we haven't had a chance to remark upon yet, and it deserves a couple of words from Sound Opinions. He was 92 years old, and I would say more than arguably any other person in the last century, he helped make the world a little smaller in terms of music. He did this with some very influential fans. First and foremost, George Harrison. When Ravi Shankar taught George Harrison to play the sitar, I think the idea of Western and Eastern music coming together really took root. He was an experimentalist. He often got a lot of grief from every side. You know, traditional Indian musicians said that he was, uh, with all these experiments in different genres and working with rock musicians and jazz musicians, he was disrespecting the culture of India. Uh, But then also he was a stickler. He often chastised his Western audiences at places like Woodstock for not being respectful enough. To him, music was a sacred experience. There's that wonderful moment on the concert for Bangladesh. Shankar comes out on stage and he 
and his tabla players are tuning up and people go crazy. <laughs> and he says, I hope you will like the actual music as much as the tuning. He disliked the drug connotation with his instrument. And yet I think that the beauty of the sitar and the way Ravi played it is that is the sound of mysticism. There is something spiritual, psychedelic, otherworldly, choose the word that you prefer best about his music. I think you'll hear it as we play this excerpt of a much longer piece that Ravi Shankar played at the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967 on Sound Opinions. Ravi Shankar from the 1967 Monterey Pop Festival, in tribute to him, dead at the age of 92. If you have a musical figure that you'd like to remember from the year 2012, give us a call at 888-859-1800. Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim DeRigatis, and it is that time of year again, Jim, when we uh, roll out our annual mixtapes. This is a ritual that we enjoy because it gives us a chance to play some of the songs that we enjoyed most during a particular year and yet sequence them in a way that makes at least logic to one of us, if not the entire listenership out there. But this is something I've done every year with a, a great deal of enjoyment, and I do sequence my mixtapes with a, with a particular theme in mind every year. I, I have to admit, it's almost a little scary to me how much time, <laughs> thought, energy, effort you, you put into this. Well, it's probably overstated a little bit, but what I basically try to do is put together the 16, 17, 18 songs that I enjoyed maybe the most during that year. I got the most out of. And then I try to figure out a little story that I can tell with the way I put them together, sequence them. So with this particular year, I titled it Ways of the World after the song you just heard by Kelly Hogan. She sort of kicked off my 2012 mixtape with the idea that this is a song being sung from the perspective of a much younger woman who becomes wise to the ways of the world, as it were, well before her time. This loss of innocence comes to this young woman very early in life. Mm. And the tape ends with another song that I sort of saw as a bookend when I first heard it, Bobby Womack's The Bravest Man in the Universe, sung from a much older perspective, The Lessons I've Learned. And and he says the greatest lesson is, is to learn how to forgive. It took me a lifetime to figure out how to do that. So I've got Kelly Hogan from the perspective of a young woman at the start of my mixtape, Bobby Womack, 
Womack as a much older man at the end. And I go, how do we learn about the ways of the world? That's, that was the theme of my, of my mixtape. So the two songs I'm going to kick it off with here are by the U.K. band Django Django and then uh, Santi Gold, a.k.a. Santi White, an R&B artist out of Philly. The Django Django song, Default, that I'm going to play, talks about this notion of take one for the team, you're a cog in the machine. As a young man, you figure out, you know, I'm just going to be the cog in the machine for some corporate entity or for some other entity out there other than myself. How do I get out of this mess? With Santi Gold, she's talking about living a life worth fighting for. I thought those were fighting words for 2012. Mm. These are two songs that come in the middle of my mixtape. Django Django's Default, Santi Gold's Disparate Youth on Sound Opinion.
That is Django Django with Default and Santi Gold with Disparate Youth. A little snippet from my 2012 mixtape, Ways of the World, which you can stream at soundopinions.org along with Jim DeRogatis' 2012 mixtape. I'm going to play a few more songs from my mixtape. We're going to take a quick break first on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim DeRigatis, and we are playing our mixtapes, or at least a snippet of our mixtapes from 2012. That is the last song from my mixtape, Bobby Womack's The Bravest Man in the Universe. I structured this little life lesson for 2012, beginning with this innocence, the young woman aging before her time in the very first song by Kelly Hogan, and that is the last song with Womack. Here's what I've learned. I've learned the ability to forgive. It's taken me 60, 70 years to learn that lesson. I'm going to go back to the middle of my mixtape and play three songs consecutively that I think tell a little story. The first is from the Hood Internet, who are mashup artists who released their first official album this year. This particular song, One for the Record Books, is a collaboration between the indie artist A.C. Newman of the New Pornographers and the rapper Sims. And it's basically a meditation on the whole idea of honesty and deception. Where does heartache come from? We learn about these things the hard way. We usually take a hard fall before we learn about love. The second song I'm going to play from Wild Bell, Chicago brother-sister duo, with the song Keep You, basically how we twist ourselves into a pretzel to please another person, and still you just get shoved aside. So these, the brutality about relationships and the way we lose our innocence before our time. And finally, Radar Eyes, great garage rock band out of Chicago, with a simple declaration, I am, amid all this noise and confusion, a statement of identity that I think just in a way sums it up, how we can come out of these things triumphant despite the falls that we take. Here's the Hood Internet, Wild Bell, and Radar Eyes from my mixtape on Sound Opinions. Down in the cavern of your smile Where the echo goes on for miles You give me lip, you gloss right over it Go to the water in her hands Take all the sea change that you can stand Turn the tide 
Alright, alright, you already said your goodbye. I read it in the lines while you measured my eyes. That's not honest. Project your problems. And that look left more footnotes than Foster Wallace. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay, I get it. Devil's in the details. Divinity omitted. You play angelic. I play dumb. We play positions that we both safe from. Give it wings. Let it fly. Let it live. It's still alive. And that don't mean nothing. Looking at me like I owe you something. And it may be the way we lay with our clothes off that keeps us at least a touch truthful. But ain't that the usual? We don't say much. I draw the shades up while the sun wakes up. I know what's down in the cavern of your smile. Where the echo goes on for miles. You give me limp, you gloss right over another
I'm Greg Cott with Jim DeRigatis, and you're listening to my mixtape for 2012 on Sound Opinions. Three more songs from my 2012 mixtape, starting off with The Hood Internet, one for the record books, followed by Wild Bell with Keep You, and then Radar Eyes with I Am. To listen to our complete mixtapes, go to soundopinions.org and tell us what songs to find 2012 for you. Call 888-859-1800. When we come back after a quick break on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX, I'll unveil my mixtape for the year.
Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott, and that is a little bit of Bob Mould with a song called Star Machine. Greg, we were both big fans of the record he put out this year, and I think that song in particular is the harshest evisceration Hmm. of the corporate machinery that gives us pop stars ever recorded. There's a fundamental difference between you and me in the way we approach our mixtapes. I would venture to say I'm a little more Dionysian than you. You're a little more... Apollonian. You spent a lot of time talking about themes and issues and ideas in those songs. This year, I finally began to winnow down my favorite albums of the year with a special playlist. And I kept taking stuff off of there as other stuff it took its place. And, you know, the same way we ask artists uh, when they're in here to do a Desert Island jukebox, or when we do Desert Island jukeboxes, this isn't a song to define us for all time. This is what we were excited about at this moment and needed to have right now on our playlist. So I approached my top 16 songs of 2012 as these are the ones that really stood up. These are the ones I want to hear right now. I'm all over the map. I'm not putting them in any sequence. There are some themes, nevertheless, that bubble up. I just don't think they're as conscious as yours. I get a lot of guff in these parts, okay, for not liking pop music. But I am as susceptible as anyone to the earworm. Some people are going to complain that I am going to play this song by fun. That silly Brooklyn band. Do you know who their mentor is? It's one of the guys from Jellyfish was Mm. behind that group, right? There's nothing else good to say about this band. (laughs) None of their subsequent hits was any good. But that song, We Are Young, you hear it once and you can't get out of your head. Now, I remember 1983. And whenever I heard We Are Young, I couldn't get out of my head Pat Benatar's Love is a Battlefield. (laughs) And I was waiting all year. Finally, there were two good mashups that I found online, putting those songs together. I'm going to play one of them. So DJ Tripp leads off my mixtape. I got another great pop song. Jesse J is a strange British singer who combines somehow the kind of soul vibe of a Beyonce with the dance pop schmaltz of a Katy Perry, except that she's not afraid to play the bad girl. This song, I'm going to play Domino, came out in 2011 on album, but it was the centerpiece of an EP that was meant to break her bigger in the U.S. market this year. And then some other songs I just loved. Andre Williams is a classic Chicago-born R&B character who has had a life that Elmore Leonard couldn't have written. He made two great recordings in combination with younger bands this year. His second time pairing up with the Sadies on an album called Night and Day. And he also made a record called Nightclub with a great Chicago garage band called The Gold Stars. So I'm going to play a song by Andre Williams called I Gotta Get Shorty Out of Jail from the Sadies collaboration Night and Day. Greg Bass Nectar is is an artist I've mentioned several times this year on the show. I wasn't able to get enough of his album, Va Va Voom. This song is a great example of the way he is bringing all sorts of genres together, colliding with ferocious energy with electronic dance music. It is a tribute to a punk band, Pennywise. It's called Pennywise Tribute. And finally, uh, Jack White. It seems like forever ago that we sat with him in Nashville. We were both fans of his first official solo album, Blunderbuss. This song is one of those, getting back to the earworm concept, borderline earworm, all right? Mm. This could almost be annoying, hip eponymous poor boy, because the hook is just so instantaneous and simplistic. It's one of those hooks that you're on the fence. Like, is this brilliant or is this really annoying? I don't know. I just got to hear it again. He'll wrap up my set of five songs from my 2012 mixtape on Sound Opinions. Give me a second, I 
I'm Jim DeRogatis, I'm with Greg Cott, and you're listening to a bit of my mixtape for 2012 on Sound Opinions.
That was a sampling of my mixtape for 2012, starting out with Love is Young by DJ Tripp, mashing up Fun and Pat Benatar, Jesse J's Domino, Andre Williams with the Sadies, I Gotta Get Shorty Out of Jail, Bass Nectar's Pennywise Tribute, and Jack White's Hip Eponymous Poor Boy. You can stream the entirety of Greg's mixtape and my own at soundopinions.org. Greg, what do we have on the show next week? Next week, Jim, we're going to do another one of our genre dissections and look at all the great U.K. bands that made up the shoegaze scene. Greg, as always, we have some thank yous to say on the way out. Talking about mixing it all up, our Sound Opinions production staff is led by Jason Saldana and Robin Lynn. Annie Minoff is our assistant producer. Griffin Waterman is our intern. And our executive producer and fearless leader is Tori Southside Malatia. Sweat spot, Susan, won't you give me a line? On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So now it's time to hear what you have to say. New messages. Hey guys, love the show. This is Tim Greening. I'm calling from Leesburg, Virginia. We got turkeys out here, and uh, I was just catching up on uh, the turkey shoot episode. I got to take a pot shot at some of the shooters uh, you had on the show, particularly uh, Jan from France, I think he was, he criticized the new Shins album for being overproduced. And I gotta say, I find this description sort of lazy. Like, what does that mean to be overproduced? Are there too many musical ideas going on and it's getting in the way of the message of the music? Is there just sort of sonic experimentation going on that doesn't add any value to the song. I'm not really sure. It was interesting to me that the song he picked, No Way Down, uh, didn't strike me as particularly rich in terms of like layers of different musical ideas going on. What have we done? How we get so far from the sun? I think Port of Morrow is an outstanding album, but if you're going to use that descriptor, be specific about what you're talking about. My name is Matthew. Um, just moved to Ann Arbor, Michigan, and on a long train ride, I was re-listening to some older podcasts, including one of my favorites you guys have ever done, The Year Prunk Broke, the two hours of it. And then I got to thinking about this whole idea of, you know, like anyone can do it and DIY. And one of my favorite bands is uh, is the Dirty Projectors from New York, who are just amazing and a bunch of music school nerds who are very the opposite in their approach to music. It includes a lot of classical influence, a lot of jazz influence. If you watch Longstress, the lead guitarist from the Dirty Projectors play, this guy just shreds classical guitar. It reaches the point of almost being a little bit showy. I live in a new construction home. I live on the strip beyond the dealership, yeah. I live in a greenhouse and I am getting 
hear what you guys think about the idea of no more anyone can be a guitar hero. Will, will that ever be uh, a theme in rock and roll? All right, take it easy, guys. Good show. And what hits the spot, yeah, like Hi, this is Ian from Los Angeles calling in with a suggestion. Uh, going through my iPod playlist, I noticed that there are a bunch of rock and roll classics that nobody's ever heard in the U.S. because there are rock and roll classics in other countries. I'm thinking about the ultimate Australian Vietnam song, Khaesan by uh, Cole Chisel, featuring Jimmy Barnes on vocals before he went solo. Uh, songs like that. that's something you guys could talk about and expose people in the U.S. to what people around the world think of as classic rock and roll. Thanks a lot. No more messages. To give us your opinions on Sound Opinions, call our hotline, 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week with more Sound Opinions, produced by WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.